What's up, you guys? Um, I have no filter and no normal boundaries that most people have. So today, me and Natalie, my wife, are going to sit down with a counselor, and you're going to get an actual insight into what it looks like when me and Natalie are in counseling. And by the way, I'm a big fan of that kind of thing. Remember this beautiful saying, your head is like a bad neighborhood. Do not go in there alone. And we're releasing this just in time for Valentine's Day. Listen, love, marriage, relationships, any important relationship you're in, it doesn't come naturally. It takes an insane amount of work. So if you take away anything from this, I want you to take this away. Be real with yourself, be real with each other, and work at it. It's the only way to get the marriage, the relationship of your dreams. Uh, now, me, me and Natalie have been to counseling countless times. We kind of passed the baton of who's feeling a little crazier and <laughs> who's working on their stuff more than the other person. This one is Chris heavy. They don't all look this way, but I'm excited to share even more of my, my soul with you. So there's a lot of joy inside, or at least I, I work on that. Um, hey, listen, I'm also really excited about this, you guys. Thanks to our missionaries of joy, we're releasing a program that comes out on Easter Monday, a 21-day challenge with short, easy challenges. Well, not easy, but simple. Simple but difficult challenges every day to help you get the marriage you always dreamt about. The link to that, it's free for like the first three months. So don't wait, okay? Sign on for that right away. The link for that is in our show notes. And now, the counseling session. Hey guys, welcome to the Chris Stefanik Show. Those who know me know that my marriage is perfect, except for those times where Natalie messes up or disagrees with me, or we have an argument and she doesn't admit that I'm right. Besides those times, our marriage is absolutely perfect. But uh, <laughs> sorry. for those for those limited times where she dares to step out of line, we go to, <laughs> we go to counseling. <laughs> Do uh, we go we go to counseling? And if you've ever wondered, like, what is it like to sit and be a fly in the wall and watch Chris and Natalie or anyone in a counseling session? What does that look like? Well, today I'm going to invite you to literally spy on a counseling session. This is technically not a counseling session, but one of my dearest friends, Jim Langley. Love you, man. <laughs> Let's try that again. We missed. Bad missed. <laughs> now we're talking. Uh, is, is a counselor and... Uh, we're going to work on some stuff. And he knows as well. Dig so. deep. We're going to dig into some stuff. Because mm -hmm. um, we, we are, you know us well. We're super close. Our relationship is incredible in a million ways. and be, Because my wife is a better human than me. So I, the intro was all Just a joke. <laughs> but um, the thing we stink at is fighting. We're, we're awful at fighting. Because <clears throat> we don't do it that much. That's part of the reason. Uh, and because I'm never wrong. But... Um, no, no, no. You just, keep, yeah. just, keep, just keep it coming. No. <laughs> but, but really, we, we, we struggle in that area, and you know that about us. So, I, And we're not in a crisis time right now, in part thanks to some help that you gave us. Um, but that's the best time to work on stuff is when it's not exacerbated. Uh, so here we are. Let's work. Um, the, the, uh, I, I also got to give us this, this, uh, this disclaimer. Don't try this at home. Probably not a good idea to live stream things like this. <laughs> What is wrong with us, Jim? Like, I have no problem doing this. What, th there's no filter here. You guys are being real. Yeah. Like, this is, this is Jesus, right? Jesus Amen. was raw, unfiltered, who he was. Amen. Uh, they call it real life Catholic for a reason, I think, right? Yes. Amen. Yeah. I, I want to thank you for that, though, because I, I really think a part of it is like Natalie has that healing from sexual abuse wounds, and you've been okay with me sharing that with the world. And I think that that like that took all the self protective 
stuff where I'd be hiding is like, I'm going to present myself as a perfect guy, uh, telling you how to live your life, which it's like, I can't stand hearing that from other people. Um, but you've, I think your openness has, has, uh, taught me how to be right in a way that's well, real. It, it broke you. And it, yeah, yeah. In a, in a good way. Yeah. It was sad, but I mean, but good, obviously. But there's different ways of thinking of broken. There's <clears throat> brokenness and like falling apart and falling all over the ground in your mm, mess. Mm, mm. And then there's the image of your heart breaking open, right? Dang. Mm. This is why you get paid oh, big bucks. Huge no, bucks. A- <laughs> I'm so rich. <laughs> Driving my 2008 Corolla. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> That's a gorgeous image. And then the other mm-hmm. image I actually want to share based of that popped in my head now is you know, an attic is a super scary place mm. until you flip on the light and it's just a bunch of junk. <laughs> it's wow. just a bunch of junk. And so when people are comfortable, like the two of you are, sharing the junk, you realize like it's not that big of a deal, right? Like anyone watching this is going to be like, oh, me too. And that's such a, I mean, that's what we want to hear. That is such a cool right? image. I like love some, that. Me too. Yeah. We all struggle. We all suffer. You guys don't mm. suffer with anything crazier than anyone else. Certainly no yeah. crazier than uh, anything I'm going through in the Langley household. It's really, I, sometimes I feel like it's crazier, but it's so easy for people to get stuck in their heads and think like, oh, what I have is crazier than everybody else and no one uh, no one else could understand or relate with. And it's just, it's not like there's, there's a reason you go to school, you can study this stuff because there's, there's textbook experiences that there's only so many categories of messed up we experience <laughs> it's a pretty big book though yeah. <laughs> but there's lots of you know there's lots of other people like you no matter where you're at that have experienced what you experienced and are going through similar stuff brokenness is a universal human experience and so isn't it funny that we spend so much effort trying to hide it mm. i mean so much of our social efforts is mm. to tamp that brokenness down don't let anyone see it mm. and that's Seriously, it's a message from the devil, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jesus brings things out into the open and the devil tells us to hide things. Mm-hmm. And so if we feel pulled to hide things, oftentimes that's not coming from a good place, right? Mm. First, inter- the first words of humanity. You mm. know, I, I, was, I was naked yeah. and I hid because yeah. I was afraid. That's exactly right. That's kind of heartbreaking. And Jesus' whole, the whole, the whole story of the Bible is just coming out <clears throat> in, in, that, in that naked state and like God saves us and it, naked on the cross saves us. Dang, we're getting deep real fast. Um, I, I got to tell you, the one of the most helpful things that that anyone has ever counseled me through, um, you you helped us feel safe with each other while fighting, and I want to share this for the benefit of anybody watching. Like so often, I, what I think is that my logical thoughts are what's causing my feelings, and the reality is that the the feelings that I have are the thing that spits out the thoughts, <laughs> you know, that seem to have this perfectly logical construct and therefore I'm right, you know. Um, but you knowing us well could could see the problem we have when we're fighting, that we, that, that the place we're coming from was just that we didn't feel safe while fighting. Like we feel safe around each other in a million ways. We start to fight, we feel unsafe. Um, and, and you told me something that kind of shocked me. Yeah, I appreciate you telling us that. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate you telling us a lot of stuff because a lot of counselors know the answer and they sit there. They, I don't know what it is. They're like, they sit there like this and listen. It's like, well, we're you friends. Know, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's like, dude, just spit it out. Help me. I'm dying. Um, you said you need to forgive Natalie. That's right. Um, for the pain 
uh, the, of the sexual abuse that came into marriage that caused all sorts of feelings of brokenness and unworthiness in you. And I couldn't wrap my head around that because number one, it was an act of forgiveness uh, that feels like forgiving someone of their sin, which is like, I'm letting go. And yet she didn't commit any sin. And it was, it was, uh, it was also hard to, to accept and, and see that I needed to do that. Um, because I, 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 we're in this together and I, I gained so much and was healed of so many things because of the wounds that she brought uh, that surfaced my wounds. Uh, but when I did it and I, I like, I said, Hey, I forgive you. And, and she, she said, I'm sorry for, for all the pain that you were brought into. And I, I kind of felt fine hanging out and talking with you. Then we went to the chapel afterwards and she said it again. She looked at my face and I said, no, I want, like, I'm sorry that young Chris went through all that. Dude, I have not cried that hard. I maybe ever. Wow. I was sitting in the chapel outside your office, man. I was sobbing like a baby. So thank you. What was beneath the tears, Chris? <sighs> Dang, that, that's a great question. I know because you didn't. I think the whole thing was you didn't know you. Did you say this already that you had to forgive that you you weren't that I had to let go really yes, like it you was didn't that... realize you hadn't yet. Right? I th I think it was the letting that guard down because the the the, the wall there was um, it was a, a feeling of a fundamental unsafety because in those first ten years of our marriage it was a sudden experience of like here's this woman I, I married who we're looking forward to coming together and then all of a sudden she's frigid so it was like this this these lies all kicked up in my head of you're not you're not worthy you're not good enough you're not man enough. Um, you're Mr. Fix-It, and you're responsible for everyone's happiness. These are wounds that I have, and you can't fix this. And that all knocked me down in ways that were healthy uh, from yeah. my, <laughs> the throne I had myself on. But it, but it, was, but it hurt, man, because it was like it's, it was, uh, this feelings of raw unsafety. Um, so that what was behind those tears was, dude, take, take the walls down, because they're still actually kind of there. Yeah. Like, but you don't need them anymore because you've worked through this. Yeah. And, and there was a release, I think, of uh, of healthy, like, <sighs> sobbing. And so when you're safe, yeah. you can release the ego. Ego functions inside of us as a protective mechanism. Mm. It keeps us safe. Mm. And when we're safe, we don't need it anymore. Mm. I also wonder, Chris, if, if part of you is also crying tears on behalf of Nat and all that she's been through and crying tears on the inevitable cost that has come to your marriage with it. And now tears of freedom that it doesn't have to be that way anymore. Totally. Oh yeah. And you know, and one of the things that made, made it hard to come to terms with the fact that I needed to do that and let go was because um, what she had been through was so much more profound than what I was going through as a result of what she went through. But that also put me in a place where I didn't give myself permission to feel it even, you know? So it was, yeah, it was, it was tears for the whole thing. Yeah. This is why marriage is literally the most important decision we can make who, who we decide to marry. Totally. Because we are marrying into another person's brokenness mm. inevitably. Mm. And you guys married into the right, right brokenness, I think, you know, where you guys are able to heal each other. An image I love about marriage that I did not come up with is, that marriage is taking two people and putting them into a rock tumbler. And you <laughs> put them in 
and there are these rough edges and they grind and they grind and they grind. Mm. And after thousands and thousands of repetitions, you become gems. And I think that's what, wow. that's part of the gift of marriage is mm. it makes you get outside of yourself. Any goals you have for yourself or mm. your ego, you have to ultimately transcend. Mm. And that means like scraping mm. deep down into our own guardedness and defensiveness, right? If, mm. if we want to counter uh, Adam and Eve hiding, then we need to be able to be emotionally naked with our spouses, actually. Dang. Profound. It's a, it's a good thing to call it, too, because people find themselves in the rock tumbler and they feel like my marriage stinks because this person is literally wounding the very part of me that hurts the most already. And the Lord's like, no, no, it doesn't stink. This is exactly why this person's chosen for you. You know, it's to purify you. That's the only way to a heart of flesh. It really is the only way. Mm. But I, I feel, I don't know if you agree with me here. We, we, since that, at, at least on my end, when, when we're fighting, I, I get, I'm still not very good at it, you know, but I, uh, I at least feel safe to where it, it doesn't feel like I'm seeing red while we're fighting. Or I'm like, not that I go out, fly off the handle, but like I don't feel like this literally insane defensiveness. And I think you've picked up on me being less defensive in the fights. Well, I've been extremely grateful. Yeah. So you have picked up on me. <laughs> um, all I know is that last fight was just a real win. It was a real victory. Do you want to share about that? Yeah. Well, we were fighting about the kids. Um, Wait, you guys fight about your kids? I know. Almost that. exclusively. I've never almost about my children. about their kids. Ever. And parenting, nothing, nothing. I know it's really unique and freakish. <laughs> and I, I don't, I'll, I don't remember the um, what was what I said, but you stopped and you said, "Wait a second, that's your junk. I'm not taking that on myself. That's how you feel." Um, but I don't feel that way, or something like that. You just said, "I just remember you being like, that's yours. I don't need to take that on." No, yeah, like I, I remember saying, like the way you see me as I parent a kid seems really harsh like you like i feel like you're seeming like an ogre when i'm just trying to make boundaries uh but i i said you see me that way is not my problem yeah yeah um, yeah and in the moment i i remember thinking or i said to you or we said later in the taco bell drive-thru or whatever like that was awesome like i was <laughs> i was so happy that he just you know um i got i gotta say that i didn't thank you on the on the spot but thank you for, for having that response. Yeah. Because when I said that, I thought she might blow up right now, but no, like, I that's was, okay. I was so stoked. Yeah. What a great. Why was I help. stoked? I mean, it's, I'm having even a hard time articulating. Because you, because you weren't even like you being stoked wasn't even you agreeing with me and saying, right. no, you're right. I do. I, I, I do have those issues that cause me to see things this way. You were just saying, Hey, that's really psychologically healthy of you. Yes. And it, and it made you not defensive. Yeah. Yeah. It made you not defensive and you were just chill. So you yeah, broke awesome. the script. So, yeah. Yeah. So we both did. She he totally did. she you Well Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so adorable. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wonder Twin Powers activate. <laughs> Form of Awesome Spouse. <laughs> An iceberg. Okay. Uh no, but you really like it totally broke the script and like you showed a calm to where what I was saying wasn't wrecking you. Right. That made me feel safe just saying what I'm thinking. It was like a general, like, hey, things are safe here. Yeah, it really was groundbreaking because we didn't actually, I think we each always tried to seek 
See, I, I so don't know how to fight that I don't even know how to say this. But we seek um, to really see the others. We want it to be. We want. To, how do I well, say? Well, I this? often just want to be right, and then it's just the wrong goal. But to see where the other person's coming. Yeah, from. Yeah, but not just to see it. We want to actually believe it. You know, we want. Mm -hmm. I want you to believe what I'm. What I'm believing, and I want you know, vice versa. Right, right. But this is the first time that we were okay. Like I don't need you to see it to think as I'm thinking to validate yeah. me as a human. Yes. And therefore, it's not as much as on the line. Yeah, and we were able to bracket and go into mass and touch and be affectionate, and it was awesome. That was kind of shocking, honestly. I know. It was <laughs> Again, right that on. was rad. Thank so you. Let, let, I'm glad we're talking about this because it makes me like I don't know. Yeah, let, let me break this down yeah. because every couple in the world, myself included, has a script, and it's a stupid script because we yeah. do the same dumb script over and over and over, thousands of times over the course of our marriage. And the couples that really thrive are couples that they don't get rid of the script. You're going to be arguing about the same junk when you're seventy. Yeah. Okay. But you recognize the script, and then you can call yourself on the script. So when couples argue. It's a breakdown of two key things. Mm. If you if you don't break down in these two areas, you might have a very heated discussion. You might disagree with each other. Mm. You might be really passionate about something, but it's not an argument. So mm. thing number one is, well, we all argue when we think we're stressed out, right? Like, oh yeah, you're stressed out. That leads to a fight. That is true, but it's actually too easy of an answer. So what happens mm. when we're stressed? First thing that happens is we actually lose regulation of ourselves. So mm. good couples, they do two things. One is they regulate themselves really, really well. And they also regulate the other person. So uh, I get home from work. I had a bad day, frustrating things happen. I walk in, I'm, I'm grumpy. My wife comes over, gives me a hug, and kind of takes on some of my emotion in a way and kind of metabolizes it. Wow. And How? then I feel How better. How does she do that? <clears throat> We just, it's a subconscious thing. You two do it with each other oh, yeah, all the it time. It starts to feel what you're you, feeling. You feel, you co, it's called mm. co-regulation. Mm. You regulate one another. Wow. You can't regulate the other person if you're out of regulation. So if you wow. are pissed off, then what happens? We, our brains release all kinds of uh, frustrating chemicals like cortisol that do a few things. It lowers our IQ, so we become dumb. That's why we say dumb stuff when we're fighting. <laughs> okay. She looked at me when you I said know. that. And I thought, I thought I'm going to look at him right now in front of the camera and he's going to say this. But I thought it was too funny of a moment to pass up. So, so I did it. So I looked at you. That was not. She, she's like, never said anything dumb either, I'm sure. <laughs> totally. <laughs> right? Super so cortisol does two things. It makes us stupider. And it also <laughs> takes us out of relationship. So it's, it's wow. an opposite chemical from like oxytocin. <laughs> And all the fun, yeah. positive ones that make us feel close, right? Like Dang. you guys are touching each other right now. It's yeah, like yeah. the oxytocin is flowing. You love each other. Mm -hmm. Well, when we're under stress, we do the opposite. We, our brains, for some idiotic reason, divest ourselves of relationship. Wow. And so in an wow. argument, that pulls us out of relationship and puts us into mm. a, a battle to be yeah. won. Right, right. right? So if, if you're controlling yourself, if you're regulating yourself, you're not. You're going to be keeping your brain from having those chemicals, and if you don't fall out of relationship with the person, mm. you can you can talk about anything and not hurt each other. Wow! Dang. Deliberately. So yeah, sounds like we do that from self protection. I that's mean, exactly right. right. We just like yeah. okay, we're 
Yeah, it's a, yeah. A, a, a byproduct of evolution. It's got to kick in because I'm right. about to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. Only it's just my wife and we're just having a fight and no one's going to kill me. But That's exactly right. It just it kicks into that degree. How do, you, how do, you, how do I regulate it? I, I could tell when I feel it coming on because like I said, it's like this, I almost, it's almost like a, a screen of like I'm not seeing the other. The, the goal is literally not to just not to come together. It's like self, self-protection. Uh, what are some tools for? I'll say it's, it's really hard work. I don't think there's an easy way out of this, right? Like I could be like, take deep breaths, go walk away for a few minutes. Mm. Um, well, do those you, things help? They help, but okay. you know, but, yeah. a lot of people try them and they don't work a hundred percent. Right. The real work, if you want to end this in your relationship, you need to go back and do autopsies on the arguments and forget about what the other person said. Mm. Take a look at yourself and realize what was the moment that you broke down as far as your self-awareness goes. Mm. And mm. Your, when, the moment where you became dysregulated. You can be really frustrated about something, but still be in control and still be even have some level of peace. Mm. It's when we break over that, that we start saying all the stupid stuff. And then we have to spend hours and hours and hours fixing mm. it, right? Mm. Did I say anything stupid that day? I don't remember. I don't remember. You never said anything stupid. Never. Never. It actually is usually me who says something stupid, I think. Sorry, I think I'm admitting it's... that. Could you please delete that part? <laughs> She's going to play it back to me again. Yeah. And again. I guess I'm, I'm trying to relate what you're saying to that last fight. And I don't think, I think we were both rather regulated. Would you probably agree? And that's why we got out of it. So here's something great. Schedule your fights. This is going to sound so dumb. Dang. No, I love it. Because, I have a hard time with that because I have yes. to fix things. I feel like, I, I, she, no, come back. The, and, yeah, 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 and I yeah, wonder I if that's because that. you feel yeah. like I'm not going to love you or something just because we're disagreeing. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know where it's coming from. The second you get amped up to a point where you can't fix it or it's going to take eight hours, it's actually better to just mm -hmm. lovingly end the conversation right. and actually go back and do work, not on the other person, but do work on yourself. Be okay, not agreeing. Being okay, not yeah. agreeing. Yeah. Doing some work on yourself and then coming back when you're in a calm and regulated state. That is yeah, But it doesn't mean that's sense. not avoidance, right? right? And that's the other that's the other thing. It doesn't mean like go away and just never talk about it or forget about it. You need to come back about it and you actually need to share the real emotions that are coming up. So ego and mm -hmm. anger, those are all surface level things, right? And, and, and it's helpful to share them, but we get so caught up in them. What we need to share is the underlying emotions that got triggered, um, that triggered the anger. Yeah. So sadness and abandonment and, uh, mm. you know, fear, mm. all of those things, and actually be able to share that emotion with your spouse. If you share, Chris, if you share, you know, that you're pissed at Natalie, what's that, what's going to happen? Well, Natalie's going to get defensive and she's, she's going to get pissed, right? Yeah. yeah. If you share that you're fearful, what's Natalie going to do? Come help me. Try to reassure. Yeah. Try so to this, is, this, is, this is going to sound like happy dappy therapist crap. All of our emotions can boil down to both love and fear. But this is actually neurologically Damn. accurate. And I think, I'm no expert, I think Thomas, we could take Thomas Aquinas' teaching on emotions and do some very similar categorizing with them. Mm. And so what does so, he say? Love and fear. So if we express, uh, so anger and anxiety and mm. uh, the, they all come down to fear. 
if we can communicate in a good way from uh, communicate the fear, then we'll, the person will respond with love. If we communicate the more aggressive emotions or the self-protective emotions, which comes from fear, it comes right. from fear, then it just but creates not as this honest. ongoing cycle. Dang. So you guys have had this before. Love casts out fear. I mean, is it Jesus? That's right. One of these two things well, is I mean, you pick one option. I mean, and you're my spouse and, and I'm your spouse. So if I were to, it, of course, you're going to respond with love. If you're, you mm. know, makes right. more sense. I hope so. You, you guys, right, have, yeah. I know this happens to Nikki and I all the time. One day we'll have a discussion and we'll start a fight and it will literally take days to resolve whatever stupid thing it was. And then we'll look back and be like, what were we even fighting about? Like, we can't even remember. We'll go two weeks where we're connected, we're in relationship with one another, and we might have a very serious 15-minute conversation, but it's solved. Wow. <clears throat> and that's the magic of having these conversations when you're in relation. Okay. You know, one, one way I've been working on myself that I think has made me better, <clears throat> one way I've been working on myself that I think has made me better fighting is... Um, I've been in prayer practicing sitting in the f a feeling of emptiness. Mm. Uh, because then, you know, if, if I have that fear or the, these old lies or you're not good enough or whatever it is, or I, mm -hmm. I have to work and do ministry harder so that I can, you know, so what, you know, uh, be worthy that God having died for me? No, it, like it, it comes, you know, like you can't earn the, the love and worth. Oh, go ahead, cough, cough, you got to cough. <coughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, but I've just been practicing that, that that psalm, out of the depths I cry to you, hear me, O Lord. Like when I feel it, just to sit in it and maybe pray my Jesus prayer beads and just sit in the darkness and just say, Jesus, sit, sit with me in this, in this dark feeling. Uh, and know that you're okay there. Yeah. And like he's I, with you there. Yeah. I don't have to fix that right away. And if I, if I get better at that, I think I get better at when we're fighting, putting the proper words on. I'm angry. No, no. Hold on. That came from something else. Yeah. And also. That I got to be comfortable looking at. Yeah. And and if there is a part of you that's worried that I'm not gonna, for, you know, mm. or if I'm gonna be mad at you or reject you for whatever reason mm. because of the disagreement, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, right. right. I got before chasing you down, like you have space to breathe. If I'm comfortable feeling uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty heavy, mm. man. Yeah, which involves deep vulnerability, right? Yeah, yeah. And so in marriage, there's just no space mm. for ego. So I think it's Catechism 1534 talks about how uh, there's two two vocations. All, all oh sorry, two, all the sacraments are directed for the good of yourself, confession, communion, all of that, with the exception of the priesthood, mm. voc religious vocations, and marriage. Those are directed at the good of the other mm -hmm. person. Wow. And so the more we get caught up in our own good, our own thoughts, our own needs. It's an ego-based way of looking mm. at marriage. Wow. wow. Praise God. Seriously, praise God. It's really hard to be vulnerable, but the only harder thing is not being vulnerable. <laughs> That's <laughs> I said this to the Lord too. Like, Jesus, it's really hard to follow you, but the only harder thing is not following you. Like that, Amen. That's, really, that's really bad. Yeah. Uh, you know what's helped too in fight? We had a fight the other day, and I forget what it was even about because it's usually something stupid, right? Well, um, or about the kids, right? Or about the kids, which, yeah. yeah. If it's um, not about the kids, it's something stupid. But even when it's about the kids, it's it's frequently about smaller details. It's like, yeah. a, you know, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, aren't mega. Maybe medium, you know? Yeah, totally. But they feel yeah. mega. Um, 
But I said the other day when we we're fighting, like, <clears throat> hey, the goal here is not to win. It's to it's to understand each other. And if we if we hit that goal, and like we we don't have to agree. But if I understand where you're coming from more and you understand where I came from more, I somehow trust that because we love each other, next time we fight, that's going to shape how we do things. And I can't even articulate how or what that means. And I remember me saying that. Vaguely. Yeah. And it, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it helped you, but it helped me to say it. It helped, like, it helped bring the, the, re, the rational Chris to the forefront and, and the amygdala Chris that wants to fight or fight and survive. Calm down, you know? In business, you'll see... Uh, conflict being described as the mutual pursuit of truth, which I really like. I think it's really accurate. I would say it's slightly different in marriage, though. In marriage, I would say it's the mutual pursuit of charity or love. Mm. And charity has two different sides to it. It has justice Mm. and mercy. And typically, in any given argument, a lot of times it breaks down. One person's falling on the side of either saying we need to be merciful or needing mercy or on the side of justice Mm. or people seeing justice differently. And so if you're, again, in relationship with one another and also taking arguments to prayer, the Holy Spirit can show you where charity lies in the conflict. Mm. Dude, one of the most powerful prayers that I ever get to pray and the Lord always answers is in the lowest moments of marriage, when I'm like, Lord, you gave me the grace of the sacrament of marriage. I can't do this. Like, show up. You, you got it. You got to help me, man, because I want to run away. Mm-hmm. Every time that prayer is answered. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Barbara Morgan. Yes. Taught us that. Yeah. Praise the Lord. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, any other tips for us? How, how, how often do you guys pray with each other? Every day. Not for real long, but we do. Yeah. Okay. And pray for each other? Do you know what needs to be prayed for the other person? No, I don't think we do that, do we? Well, that's not true, actually. I pray for you all the time. Yeah, but, but in, in each other's presence to pray for the other? Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's what I, I pray privately for him. That's rare, actually, and that's beautiful. I like the idea of you guys. Mm. In our vocations, we go through so much of our day, especially you moms, it's very hidden. Chris, even you being hot shot Catholic speaker dude, <laughs> I prefer international superstar. International, international that, superstar. That, before the interview, I prepped him to say internet, and you got it wrong. I got sorry, sorry. sorry. Hot shot wasn't good <laughs> even, <laughs> even you, actually, at the heart of your day, there's an aloneness to what we're doing, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. people might notice what you're doing on YouTube. People might be like, Natalie, you're such a great mom. But so much of what we do doesn't get noticed. So much mm-hmm. of what we suffer through doesn't get noticed. You can't take the cross off of each other's back, Mm. but you can notice it Mm -hmm. and you can uh, pray for the other person in it. I think praying over your spouse is a highly underrated uh, skill. Sold. I'm so sold on this. Yes. I, as you're talking, I'm getting teary because I'm thinking he is so good at appreciating me, what I do, you know, I mean, brings me coffee this morning, almost uh, just lets me sleep in. We have, he just, you're just very good. I mean. It took a while of you realizing, like, this is really mundane, and if I, you know, just the the routine of d- dishes, well, and oh my gosh, three dishes again, and I just, um, yeah, you just appreciate me. Well, I, and it I, goes a long way, especially for the the stay at home moms. I think a lot of what you're saying boils down to don't be afraid to be seen, and make sure you see each other. You know, that's right. Um, and. 
you know, as it, with your 50th birthday. And by the way, the woman hasn't dyed her hair. Oh, that was she's, not what that was like, for. That there, was there, there's, I'm turning 50. There's, there's like, really, it's like you're genetically just, it's crazy. It's <laughs> weird. Uh, never had braces. Go ahead, smile. No, I mean, you're it's not, not, it's not even fair. No. You know? <laughs> okay, keep talking. No, about, but like, not about but this. But you really, like, there's a, a realization about the, the, it's not like you're 50 and like about to die tomorrow, but like, it's like, whoa. There's a finitude to this, you know. You, you, there's certain phases in life where death is just a fairy tale or distant idea, and there's certain times where you start nearing the top of the hill, and you're like, "Wait, I could actually see it over there." Yeah. Um, and with my mom passing too, and with your mom just passing, she's, who's a beautiful holy woman that just yeah, it's, it forces the 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 gut check more of wow, like you are literally the greatest blessing in my life, second only to the gift of God Himself. And uh, to to be humble before that gift and just and, and so around your fiftieth, I'm just it's, it's forcing me to just really look at that, um, which is um, probably making our marriage better and making me happier because well, this is what I preach and don't always practice that gratitude makes you happier. It's not it's no joke. So I'm just really grateful for the gift to you. But but as, I love talking about the wounds too because a big huge part of what I'm grateful for is literally the pain. I wouldn't trade any of the hard parts for anything because they've that's what has has broken me into who I am. Absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise I'd be this like I don't know, I'd probably be an arrogant jerk who maybe knows how to say some good things about God, to be I, honest I with you. I would be a horrible I, I, human being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. Dude, thank you. Nice. Best counselor nice ever. Job. Best counselor ever. <laughs> I was a little afraid. Maybe about we should how that hire him to be our counselor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how that would go. I was like, like I was like, you know, like I'm, I want. I really wanted to get real. Like I wasn't just kidding around. Like, yeah, I feel like that went pretty good. Yeah, but that was like I was also afraid. Like, is like, is it going to expose things and embarrass the heck out of me? But then I'm thinking, are we still rolling? Yeah, we are. But okay. then I'm thinking, like, I, I, <laughs> I suppose I've said almost everything that I could say about myself anyway in front of people. So let's just let's just let's just level. Uh, yeah. Hey, thanks for watching. Listen, don't be don't be afraid to go get help when you need it. Okay, I remember. I love the saying: "Your head is like a bad neighborhood. Do not go in there alone." Uh, <laughs> talk to good people like my friend Jim. Talk to your priest. Talk to talk to your spouse. Don't and don't be afraid of um of of sitting in your own feelings of emptiness because the Lord's actually there. That's not the place where He's abandoning you. That's the place where He's sitting, waiting for you to show up and sit with Him, and uh, and find real life. Mm. Beautiful, love it. Hallelujah. <laughs>